What up? What's up, G? How you been, man? Man, grinding. I can tell. <laughs> What's up with you, G? Ah, oh, man, just grinding. working, family life, and then trying to get some training in myself. You know, yeah, how it goes. I know exactly how that shit goes. <clears throat> Congrats on your win, bro. Man, thank you, bro. I appreciate that. That shit was so intense to watch, like the the lead up, um, watching the highlights from home, like when it was showing, like, uh, what was it Travis Thompson or what's it? Yeah, um, yep, that's it. Yeah, okay. When it was showing his highlights and yours and stuff, I was like, damn, that dude's got hands too. I've seen. Yeah, man. He's, uh, he, he, it was a big, it was a big fucking leap, man. Huge, right? A, yeah, man. You know, like I don't. I don't necessarily think that um, it was the fight they wanted for me right away, but it was kind of the only fight that made sense because we were, we were gunning for David Diaz and okay. uh, he, the one who just fought Travis recently, but he had got he had gotten injured, man, and um, you know we we had to be like, fuck, man, we're not gonna wait around for this guy, so. They were like, he's the next, he's the next best, best thing, man. So he fucking. Did, uh, did that throw you off at all when they like switch your opponents like that? No, because I, you know, in the BKFC, um, you know, we, I, I know who I'm going to fight for, you know, at least a month and a half, two months out. So, I mean, you know, obviously we're not going backwards. So, you know, at that time I was ranked five and then they moved me to the four spot. They moved Diaz to the fifth spot. Travis was number two. Um, All right. Uh, my bad, man. I put my phone on Do Not Disturb. <laughs> I didn't know it was, <laughs> it ruined us like that. Yeah, it's all right. We can pick up where we left off. You were talking about um, switching your opponents around, and Travis is ranked number two. Which I, yeah, I didn't man, realize I mean, he was ranked that high. Yeah, I mean, he was. I, in my personal opinion, I mean, he's definitely, he's definitely, definitely the toughest guy in the division, man. I mean, there's definitely some talented guys in the division, um, but as far as tenacity and what he brings to the table and how he just, what he don't give a fuck if he gets hit, he gets cut, if he gets hurt, he's coming forward. He you know, comes forward, and, man. Yeah, you know, it, you know. Obviously, my style at one point in time was rope dope, man. But instead of keeping the ollie rope dope for this one, I used the ollie footwork. So you know that played a little bit better in my in my uh, in my favor, you know. And I had the game plan, and um, we stuck to the game plan, man. I mean, I, I heard from a couple of different people, man. You know, had called my phone whether there were other pro fighters or you know, my trainers or whoever else. And they were just like, you know, man, um, you need to fucking use your footwork and utilize your jab. Now there was, you know, obviously more shit that I go back and review and I'm like, God damn, I could have done this or I could have done that. I could have hit angles a little bit better, but you know, man, it's kind of like uh, the bare knuckles kind of like a learn on the job thing sometimes, bro. And that's completely fucking dangerous. But at the same time, bro, you can't bare knuckle spar. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, you can use the MMA gloves, but at the end of the day, you and your 
you're, you're you and your training partner, bro, you're not going to try to fucking really hurt somebody with the MMA gloves because you can. So it's like, you know, yeah. you got to kind of go at a, at a certain pace and, you know, you got to fucking, you know, be mindful that you don't get, you know, hurt or they don't get hurt. So, you know, you can kind of lightly spar with the MMA gloves and which we do. But at the end of the day, man, you know, you really can't simulate um, a bare knuckle fight, man. So it is kind of learn on the job. So for him to have, you know, 10 to my three, you know, the betting odds didn't really give me a fucking chance. Um, a lot of other people weren't giving me a chance. And, you know, they thought it was just going to be too much for me to handle. And I know he thought that because he said it. But, you know. Yeah, I feel like you definitely rose up to the occasion. Yeah, man, yeah, you have to, bro. I mean, you, you can't with it. It's going to be, you know, either either that pressure is going to form a fucking diamond or it's going to bust the pipes, bro. And, yeah. you know, at the, at the end of the day, it almost busted the fucking pipes. But, you know, I, <laughs> I, I continue to uh, eat that shit and keep it moving. I mean, there was in the fourth round, he hit me with a fucking body shot, bro, that just instead of folding me, I just back, started backpedaling and got on my bike and tried to keep him out and, he hit me a couple more times, but it was like, you know, it was so weird, bro, because I was in such fantastic fucking shape that everything he threw, it just really couldn't get through to me. You know what I mean? Like, I'd be like, yeah. fuck that one hurt. But it was never at no point in time either that I get hit with a shot that, you know, like, in you're, you know, you're a familiar fighter. Like, you know, you get in there and you spar and you get hit with that shot. Sometimes it just either buckles your knees or you know, it will fucking flash knock you down to where your knees totally go out, that flash happens, and then you're picking yourself back up off the canvas. You know yeah, what I mean? And toughness can't luckily, substitute for that. Yeah, and you know, nothing can. And, and luckily, I didn't, it, it, that never happened to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got very fucking lucky. Well, and, and let me rephrase that, man. I, 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 don't, I don't use luck. You know, I don't, I don't believe right. in luck. I don't, I don't feel there's any such thing as luck. I feel it's all about where your energy's at universally. You know what I'm saying? So if, you're, if your energy's in a good place and your mind's in a good place and your spirit's in a good place and then you do the proper things to make sure that it is, you know, whether it could be whatever it is that you do. I, I, you know, with me, it's I meditate. You know, I, I make sure I work so fucking hard and diligent that, you know, there's no room left for error. You know, there was days that I would have to take off because I just knew I was doing way too much. And then I would get my weight almost down to fight weight and I'd still have a week and a half left. And I'd be like, all right, all right, you know, I gotta, yeah. gotta kind of pump the brakes a little bit, man. I can't really, you know, I don't want to be at fucking, you know, one, one thirty nine, one forty right now. So, you know, it's, you know, playing that game too, a balance in the weight, balance in the weight. Cause this fight, you know, I made sure that I was, I put on a little more muscle because, you know, my last couple fights, especially the shady fight, you know, first off, I didn't really get to show any of my, my pure boxing fight, bro. <laughs> You know, well, it, it could have been a good fight. But the one thing that's so disappointing is, like, I knew in my heart, he knew in his heart that his ass was about to get fucked up. But he, you know, found the easy way out and started doing fucking, you know, dirty tactics, man. And it pissed me off because I couldn't, you know – do what I wanted to do to him. I was like, fuck, man, you know, Are so you, guys you leave cool that. Now? Yeah, yeah, I mean, we're not, I, I, you know, at the end of the day, even if he's not cool with me, which I know he is, I, I, I still don't 
I still don't put that fake negative energy out. I can still look you in the eyes and be like, you're a fucking fake piece of shit, bro. Because, I mean, <laughs> you've known me for years, man. And, yeah. you know, it's like, I'm just not a not likable guy. You know what I'm saying? If you don't fuck with me or you don't like with me, it, you're a hater, bro. There's no if, ands, or maybe it's because I'm not going to give you a reason to not like me. You know, right. even, you know, being a barber and you coming in to get a haircut and shit, like, I valued our friendship more than I valued the money because, you know, I didn't, at that point in time when I was cutting you boys back in the day, you know, it was 20 bucks, 25 bucks. Like, I wasn't in it for that 25 bucks. I was in it to make sure, you know, you looked clean and you were presentable to whatever it was that you were going to show up to. You know what I mean? And I cared about that more than I cared about the fucking money. And, you know, I didn't, I, I, I didn't have to say that. I, I feel like it proved itself, you know, by with me showing up at different times or, you know, just showing up to simply, you know, cut yeah. one person's fucking hair just to just to make sure that, you know, I, I was I was coming through for, you know, who, whoever it was, man. And it's the same thing in the fight game, bro. Like, I don't have to put on a, a front or a facade about who the fuck I really am because I'm the same person behind closed doors as I am out here in the public. So... You know, with, like, Shady and shit, I, I didn't have to fucking, like, I could see that he was putting on the front. Just, oh, ha, ha, her, her, fucking growling and carrying on and getting in your face and trying to act like a fucking maniac. Like, does Maybe that sell? Trying to convince himself. Well, and that, that part, too, bro, you know what I mean? And, like, I don't, like I said, man, I didn't, I didn't have to convince myself of who I was or what I had going on. So, you know, everything came naturally, and. You know, I'm always just the type of person that's going to be like, you know, if you're going to fucking start beef with me for no reason, you you better hope it was a good idea, man, because I'm studying the way you live, the way you eat, who your family is, who your fucking friends are, what you do for work, what you do, you know, for fun, all of that shit. I'm going to ask and I'm going to figure it all out in a short amount of time. And then therefore I come up with, you know, my plan to beat you. And like with Shady, for example, man, like, I, his ass talked way too much. He'd be on the podcast like, oh, well, I'm about to uh, go to the uh, the uh, YMCA and go, and go get it in. I'm like, the YMCA? I'm like, why is this motherfucker not in a boxing gym? Well, <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because nobody wanted him in their fucking boxing gym because he was a little asshole, bro. He'd always probably, you know, pull that, uh, what was that famous fucking idiot's name that, that got slammed by Deontay Wilder? Dude. Charlie, uh, Charlie Z, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's fucking shady, bro. Like, has potential, but, you know, because his mind's so out there in the fucking gutter, he just can't hold it together to utilize his fucking potential, you know what I mean? And that's what I told him. I said, bro, if you could actually fight, your fucking game plan was working wonderful. You just don't know how to fight. I was like, and that's just, that's really just what it is. You know what I noticed with, like, the BKFC fights? Well, I noticed a lot because I've been I've been actually watching them for a while now. But um, mostly you and Henry. But um, even before that, I watched them a little bit. But a lot of people, if they establish like a good jab or down the pipe, like throwing straights, they do really well. Most of the guys go for like wild, like loop looping well, hooks. I'm glad, I'm glad you I'm glad you met, you you know you touched on that and you mentioned that because you're 100 percent right, <laughs> and that's. I, but you know, man, you gotta have a martial artist mindset too. You can't have just a boxing mindset or just an MMA mindset right. or just um, uh, 
a specific mindset. And I learned that from Bruce Lee. And I try to tell people, like, I grew up on Bruce Lee. I started with karate. And then I remember being in fucking karate class at 16 years old and being like, I just don't know why, but this doesn't seem right. And then they'd have me spar one of the fucking black belts that was there already for 10 years. And I'm getting in that ass. You know what I mean? And it's <laughs> yeah. on a point sparring system. And I'm three months into this shit. He's 10 years into it. And we're neck to neck sparring. And they're like making shit up so he can win. And, and I'm like, oh, fuck this. And I swear I was like, I don't know why, but style doesn't seem right. And all of a sudden, one of the first fucking messages, and I think it was either the Tao of Jeet Kune Do or Expressing the Human Body by Bruce Lee. One of the number ones he says is... um one should not follow specific style. And I was like, boom, says it right there. I was like, see, I fucking knew it. And I mean, it was like that moment I was hooked and I wanted to learn as much as I could. And I wanted to, you know, just forever learn, man. And, you know, obviously when I'm young like that, I'm not thinking bare knuckle, but, you know, Bruce, Bruce Lee didn't, his, all his philosophies and all his book, they were based upon fighting. They weren't based upon, fucking a sport because they didn't have a sport back then they didn't have mixed martial arts they had just boxing and boxing was so traditional that you know he wasn't he was talking about fighting with no gloves on and what he said and one of the things he really pushed was simplicity it's like you don't have to fucking be super flashy and flamboyant and fantastic now that shit can come down the road you know when you can put it all together but yeah, for the most part you'll build like that you naturally it's it's exactly so like i already had that installed and that's why i said like i mean bro like you've watched me come up in the amateurs you watched i'm sure my little fucking bullshit boxing hurrah over there in uh (laughs) wisconsin on a four-day notice bro it's 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 that was random but cool yeah right you know what i'm saying it says a lot taking fights on short notice like with you know what i mean It, it says a lot about like you know you got to have respect for anyone who's willing to compete and especially in like a combat sport and even just put on gloves and go fight some random dude. You're not prepared for, you don't even know much, you know, game planning about in four days is pretty beast. Win or lose. You can't really, you know, and you know, once again, you hit the nail on the head and you're, you know, you're obviously a, a true practitioner of the game to, you know, not necessarily have any pro experience, but to know these things. And I mean, that's, you're, you're right again, you know, and I feel like, you know, a lot of people, you know, they don't, they didn't really understand that. They pointed their fingers and looked at it like, see, we told you that was going to be the Ryan that showed up and we knew it. And we, you know, people really, Oh, you got hate you know, on that? Oh yeah. Fuck. Yeah. For, from, you know, a lot of different people, but I, you know, me coming up in the barbershop, I just know motherfucker how they are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And there there was a few specific people that I grew up with, you know, not grew up with, but came up in the barbershop game that I just always knew kind of hated on me, bro. And it was like, I'm such a genuine, you know, real person. Like I don't have time to hate. I don't, if you are better than me at something and I want to be good at that, I, then I need, I want to know, I want to take lessons. I need you to, help me you know show me the way on how to become better i'm not gonna fucking down talk you and be like oh well he does this the wrong way or he throws it like this and he doesn't really know what he's doing or you know and hate on the motherfucker i'm gonna be like listen man like i really 
love what you got going on. Show me, teach me. You know what I'm saying? And that's the fucking yeah. difference, bro. And it shows up in every aspect of life. And like, you know, I just went and talked to the little kids, man. And I'm like, listen, you little shits, get anything out of this. Just, just get this. Your integrity and your gratitude is is key. And not only life, but especially if you want to make it in any of these, you know, sports or whatever it is that you do, you know, and, and, you know, I think like Muhammad Ali said the best, you know, fuck what it is that you're going to do. If you do it, be the best at it. I, I don't care if it's a McDonald's employee or you're working at Walmart or you're working for this guy or that guy. The goal should be to be the best worker you could be, get your fucking recognition, get noticed, and then be able to lift up higher in the company until eventually you're running that company or you're running a company just like it, you know, and, and that you, sure. I've always been, no matter what I've tried to do, I've always had to, you know, try to be the best at it, man, you know, whether it was fucking skateboarding or, you know, cutting hair. I mean, cutting hair, I didn't really, you know, get into it as much, and you know that, <laughs> you know, like. I, I think you had be the best fade in town. <laughs> well, hey, you know, you I, I, but I always, one thing I do always strive for, though, is perfection, like. Because yeah. I know nothing will ever be perfect, but damn it, boy, I got to fucking make it as, you know, and if I can't, and then you go back, and especially with hair, and it's like, oh, this was off, and that was off, bring your ass back, boy, we'll fix that, or, you know, I, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I mean, you know, whatever, whatever it is, because, you know, nothing can ever be perfect, but, Did, you know, um, so preparing for uh, this guy, because, like, I don't, it, it's kind of, it's crazy, because throughout your four fights, and you're in a sport, and I, another thing that people probably don't really think about is you're in a sport where, like, being undefeated, like, is pretty tough. Like, it's not like – sometimes you see boxers with padded records or MMA guys with padded records. Well, I mean, records. you know, you, you, and you know that's how the game is because being in it, you know that yeah. if you're going to build yourself – and, I mean, look, I guess you could look at it as I had a couple of build-up fights, but, I mean, look, my first fight was against a kid who was all and all like me, had more amateur experience, and Sean Wheelock, the commentator, he prided me so much over it because he couldn't believe how much shit the kid was talking before the fight. And I didn't know that. He but apparently like like just walked in like he had the biggest set of balls and was like, Oh, I'm fitting to run right through this cat and blah 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 blah. That little motherfucker didn't even make it out of two rounds. You know, I, I beat, I beat, I beat it out of him. You know what I mean? Within two You've rounds, so much better too, man. It, and well, pro, that's the pro. thing. Like, yeah, I'm always every fight that you're gonna watch of me is gonna be four or five notches up, better and better and better and better every time because I'm understanding the game. And plus, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm not a seasoned pro, but I am a seasoned martial artist because I've been doing this shit and I've been in my head with it for 20 years. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? And I've always, 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 ever since I started doing this, wanted to achieve greatness somehow. So what it, what happened? Bare Knuckle opened up a door for me that you don't need fucking 20 fights to get recognition. You don't need fucking, you know, a, an extensive amateur professional background to get recognition. It's something that's still new and motherfuckers really, truly don't want to do it, bro. I don't care what people say, like... You're not going to – you're very rarely – and there, there's a couple in there, like my my boy Bryce Henry, man. That that dude, that kid's a stud, and he's a stud in boxing. You know, it's closing the show, making shit happen in the boxing game, and he's young. So you don't really 
see that too often. You know what I'm saying? A guy that's, you know, got a promising career in MMA or a promising career in boxing doing fucking bare knuckle at a young age because, in my opinion, you, you, you shatter a hand or you break an orbital or you do something or you get all this fucking cut scar tissue, you know, that's not going to benefit you in glove fighting. So, you know, you're playing with fire to, to do this. So this is a lot of the guys who didn't make it in one of those fucking sports. And it gives us a platform. It gives us, um, you know, that, that sort of fucking, you know, outlet to be able to like, okay, I can make money. I can fucking be somebody and I can fucking win a goddamn belt. And then, you know, it's really the biggest bare knuckle organization in the world right now. So it's like, damn, man, it's, it's, I see it like how, the UFC was coming up. You know what I'm saying? It's just like that, bro. It was fucking frowned upon in all these states. Nobody wanted to give it a shot. Nobody wanted to pick it up. And then here you got fucking, you know, the the Fertito brothers or whoever the fuck they were in, in Dana White, Dana White you yeah. know, holding up, buying that shit for $2 million. Now look at it. Now who's Huge. the fucking sucker? So I feel like... Dave I like Fellman. the guy who runs BKFC. Yeah, like you know, he's a great fucking guy. And one thing that I didn't know about him was the fact that he had so much boxing savvy and was really boxing smart and has been in the fight game for as long as, like, they said that, like, basically him and his dad, you know, would house fighters. And he that's all he knew. He grew up and just I lived. I thought he was a wrestler boxing. the way he took down uh, Shady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you got a little bit of that in the bag too. You know, so you've always been like pretty mindful as long as I've known you. You've always been like kind of mentally cheated. What's your what's your mentality for these fights? Like knowing it could be a war, it could be like pretty gruesome, man. I mean those smacks, you can uh, hear those smacks uh, through the camera, dude. Like, oh yeah. Well, I'll tell you, man, it's meditation, bro. Like you really gotta empty your mind and be formless and shapeless. You know, just once again, cold just like loose. water. Just like water, you put it into the cup, it becomes that cup. You put it into the teapot, it becomes the teapot. You put it into that fucking squared circle, it becomes the squared circle, man. So, you know, I've basically, so, you know, obviously there's always that, well, what if? Well, the thing with meditation and in, in, in the guided apps that I use, the uh, headspace, you know, it explains to you. And therefore, it's easier to conquer those those fucking because it's just a thought, you know what I'm saying? So like, basically, if I'm getting ready to go in there and I'm like, well, what if he knocks me out, or what if he's stronger than I thought, or what? I fuck those what ifs, fuck all those what ifs, and I don't put any what ifs or I don't put any negativity. And sometimes I got an affirmation myself, you know? Like there was times where I walked out to the to the ring and I got that shit from from Rose, man, from UFC, like. I'm the fucking best. I'm unstoppable. This is my fucking house. I will not be like, because by you affirmation yourself, you can't even not only have time to think about negative shit, but you're not saying anything negative because your subconscious, if I'm walking to that ring, I'm like, oh my God, this is it. Oh my God, what if I get knocked out? Oh my God. Those will, things can become reality, you know? Yeah. And then you get in there and you're not even fucking thinking about the fight. So, as I'm walking to this fight, it was kind of weird. And one thing that I did differently, like when I was in the back, I was warming up and I was nervous. So I was kind of hitting the mitts at a shitty pace and not really keeping my hands up and not really following suit on what he told me to do. And then all of a sudden it just kind of clicked on me. And he was like, how you feeling? I said, how am I feeling? 
And I said, how am I feeling? I'm feeling fucking great. I'm fucking ready. I'm fucking, I'm on. And, he, and then all of a sudden I start fucking wham in the past. And I'm like, well, how do I look? He was like, you look good. I said, you damn right. I said, this is, I said, coach, when do I ever fucking warm up like this? I said, I'm fucking ready, man. Let's go out there and fucking do this. So we get out there. And of course I had the old school jam playing. Trying, you know, the good vibrations, looking to fucking, you know, feel some shit and try to like loosen up. But nah, bro, it, it wasn't. It wasn't that time to fucking feel, you know, loose and, and ready like it was. But I wasn't. That's not the way I was feeling. So like when I walked down, I noticed he was just fucking dead a lot staring at me. So I had two choices: deadlock stares ass back, or play the nervous card and not give him any eye contact at all. You know, and some fighters will be like, oh, I don't look into my opponent's eyes, but then you got crazy motherfuckers like Mike Tyson. And I remember one of his quotes. Oh, yeah. So you remember that quote? They said it. He's yeah. like talking his little list. And he's like, when I get to the ring and I look him in the eyes and I, I see him and and just, just for that one second, if he stares away from me, I got him. He's mine. You know I got I him. Won. I got yeah, him. Yeah, I know I won. I, and Travis knew that. And he said it to me after the fight. And he was like, Man, when you kept eye locking me too, man, like he's like, yo, that was good, that was good, you know, because I made it a point too where we were looking at each other from the outside of the ring that I looked at him all the way till I got in that ring, and something I did different too, I bounced the whole time, you know what I'm saying? I just kept bouncing back and forth just like you did. I kept bouncing, I kept bouncing, but that's when I knew too, fuck, bro, this shit's about to get real. This shit, because I didn't want to make it a fucking war, bro. I wanted to outbox him. Drop a fucking right or left hook and good night. But I couldn't find those fucking punches because his defense was on point and I kept punching him in his fucking forehead. And that's really <laughs> what I didn't want to do was punch him in his forehead because obviously it hurts a lot more. So I was, you know, I was really after that eye. But I, once again, I'm very accurate and I'm very precise with my punching on the move and on the backup, you know, right. so. You know, you watch my footwork and my feet were under me the whole time. So at any point in time, if I had to dougie it out, I could dougie it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was, my footwork is really what made that fight. And I mean, people are like, oh, I was backpedaling. No, bitch, that was footwork. And if you don't know nothing about it, go ahead and do a little research and then you'll understand why. Like, some, I don't care. Like, that was ever were counter fighters, bro, fought off their back foot. Like, it's oh, not. 100%. And I mean, that's unfortunately how I learned how to fight, and, and I didn't, I countered good, but I didn't counter the way that I wanted to, and I didn't counter with the, with necessarily the punches that I wanted to, but that comes back once again to another fucking Bruce Lee quote, I don't hit, it hits all by itself. And you know, it took me, it took me, because it was in his movie, it took me fucking almost probably 17 years to understand that quote after saying it over and over and over in my head. I finally was like, Okay, I, I, I get that. He's basically saying you train so fucking much that you don't have to hit. It's going to hit all by itself. So I'm yeah. like, okay, all right, that makes sense. And then the, the other one, you know, don't concentrate on the finger while it's pointing to the moon because then you'll miss all the heavenly glory. So I, what I took from that is don't focus on a specific aspect of the fight or a specific punch or his specific punch. Focusing on him as a whole, like when they tell you watch the center chest. So that way, if there's a movement, even if it's a faint, you want to react to it 
you just don't want to overreact. And then next thing you know, you're in that bitch fucking with the Canelo goddamn defense, just barely missing shit. <laughs> you, were you, so were you guys talking was... back and forth? Uh, well, at one point in time, he made it. He might have been like, yeah, fuck, good job, bro. Or okay. fuck, bro, good right. You know, and like, it, it was kind of a very weird fight, bro, in the sense that, yes, we both were pretty damn good friends. And like, really, honestly, bro, even the day before, it was so fucking like, He's such a genuine ass dude that like he or well he was being one to me anyway and that's really not really like Travis. He's not always that genuine of a motherfucker. He really kind of like needs and wants beef and anger to to move forward in his fights. But you know that that didn't happen amongst either one of us. But I mean when you're talking about you know title contention and the title eliminator and him being fucking forty years old and. You know, this being his last hurrah, pretty much, like, you know, and which I don't think that it is, but it, it could have been, you know what I'm saying? And when I tell you, like, he, I, there wasn't a lot of people who thought he was going to lose that fight, including him. And he still doesn't think he lost it, but boy, he lost that shit. You know, I mean, I've had so many people go back and be like, yo, I rewatched the fight and I don't even understand why there was a sixth round. Because you definitely won the first. The second one, you knock them down, which makes it a fucking 2-1 round. So I'm already up three. And then they're like, everybody tells me that I won the fifth. So I won four rounds to three. You know what I'm saying? How, but, do, you, how do you score it? How, is it, It's not 10-8 or like 10-9. It's... I, I'm pretty sure it's a 10-8 round when you, okay. when you score a knockdown. It should okay. be just like boxing. You know what I mean? And was it a fucking clean, you know, was it a clean knockdown? I mean, it could have been cleaner, but, I mean, he's the one who took the knee because that shit hurt. I know it did, and that's, that's what I was rounds. going for. That, when they, but like, I mean, got yeah, guys in the like, middle, I was nervous. I'm like, because you – I you, was too, man. You guys, like, you came out first round, right off the bat, you were working straight down the pipe, working jab, and then I saw you adjust. Well, because a lot of people, you know, that was the thing too. Like, they wanted me to jump them right off the line, but – I thought about it way too much, and I was like, there was too many what-ifs. I don't like doing shit sloppy or just guessing, you know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, I knew if I would have jumped them off the line, I'm like, fuck, what if I fucking, you know, jump them off the line and I run right into a check hook or run right into his or he's got the same mentality or idea. And it was funny <laughs> because I told him afterwards what I was going to do, and he said, oh, bro. No, nah, you weren't going to be able to do that because I was watching your footwork. I said, what do you mean? He said, as soon as you walk up to that line, and that's where the experience comes in. He said, if you were leaning heavy on your front foot, obviously I knew you were going to bounce in. He said, if you were leaning on your back foot, you were going to back out. He's like, but you were neutral. So I knew I was straight. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I was like, damn, bro, yeah. see? I'm so fucking glad I didn't just decide I'm just going to be. And I feel like, to be honest with you, bro, it's a nervous thing to jump off the line and just try to just go right at somebody. Because I could assure you, bro, if you jump off the line and you don't fuck somebody up and they eat all that shit and then you gas yourself out and you got 30, you know, 40 seconds left, it's not fun. You I know what I mean? So all the time in the gym when, like, it comes to jiu-jitsu tournaments and they're like, oh, it's my first tournament or I got this tournament come up. What should I do? I'm always like. Just concentrate on breathing. Don't overexert yeah. yourself and let them blow their wad right off the rip. Just a hundred percent. And you know that's what I did with with the shady fight. Like I could feel his energy pouring off of him to the fact that 
he was fucking growling at me, bro. He was like, uh, uh, and I could like, I could feel it. And I was like, oh, bro. And then when he started to hit me, I was like, oh my God, these punches don't, I mean, that one kind of hurt. All right. That was decent. But he didn't have any fucking leverage to really do anything because when you get that leverage, then you open yourself up. And like I said, every opponent I fought differently. Every single one I fought differently. And, yeah, you, you definitely uh, look different you know, in every fight. You, you gotta fucking, you, like I said, you gotta learn it on the job because you're not gonna know what these guys are gonna do to you. You know what I mean? Like you could try to pick out certain tendencies or like, okay, well, hey, he's gonna do this or well, hey, he's gonna do that or, but you don't know that, and that's why like. I only watch a little bit of film. I'm not a real big film person in the sense that, like, and I, and I think that's going to change a little bit more, and I think a lot of it, too, is so that way I don't get into my own head by watching somebody over and over and over again. But, like, I guess you could kind of look at it in, in, in two ways. Either, you know, it, it's, you know, you're going to shake yourself out with it or you're going to fucking really learn somebody's tendencies and how they work. But, like I always say, man, like, it, just because he fought so and so that way does not mean he's gonna fight you that way. Cause like, for yeah. example, the dude Rick I fought. A lot of people don't know that motherfucker was coming off of a fight of the night, and he can really box, bro. Like he's a really good boxer, believe it or not. You know what I mean? Despite what his fucking record says. And I was like, fuck, bro. I really don't want to fight this guy that's six foot fucking tall, same reach, and. Is a real good boxer. I'm like, damn, bro, it's, it's just not the matchup that I want to do. But I had already fucking kind of curbed two other guys at that point in time, so I was like, you know what, fuck it, uh, I, let's let's just run it. And he, like I said, he was coming off in fight of the night with Jack fucking McLaughlin or however you say his last name, the re- the WWF fucking wrestler guy. And he had that dude's. He took that fight on a seven day notice, got fight of the night, and had old boy's fucking face hanging off at the end of the fight to the point where it was scary looking. I was like. Oh, bro, so you know, in the back of my mind, is like he gonna do me like that, but it's yeah, up yeah. to me to make sure that that doesn't happen, and that's what I did. So we had a stalemate for a little bit, and then finally, when I closed the show, I hit him with that one too. That fucking like I literally broke this man's skull. So he got up, which fucking more power to him. What a tough son of a bitch! And I right. dropped him again, and he got up again, and then the round ended, and the doc pulled him over. Like, hey, let me look at that eye, and they, you know. <laughs> What, what was supposed to be a fucking broken jaw was actually a broken orbital. And, you know, I was like, okay, got some good momentum going into the shady fight. The same thing. But what a lot of people don't know, bro, and I hate to make excuses, but, bro, I didn't fucking sleep at all during that fight. Like, I don't remember getting one hour of sleep, and a lot of it was because I was fucking eating edibles at the time, and I cut them off. Like, I was eating edibles every day to help me sleep. So, like, to be that fucking baked... And the builder just passed right out every night to stopping them four days out before a fight. Oh, it God. fucked me up, bro. Like, I couldn't fucking sleep because of that. So, like, this camp, I was like, bro, I'm cutting that shit off a month out. I don't even give a fuck. So, that way, it was. It was hard for, like, the first week to sleep. But then the next week before fight week was a lot better. You know what I'm saying? Because then I found my dose of, like, whatever natural supplement I was going to take to sleep and you know, I wanted to make sure because no matter what, I wanted to make sure I got a good night's fucking rest before this fight. Because, I, you know, like I said, bro, I knew 
this was going to be my toughest test. Now, like, I didn't really think it was going to be a fucking fight of the night, nor did I want it to be a fight of the night because, you know, you see my face. That's what happens after the fight of the night. You know, <laughs> like, you both look like you went to war, which we did. So, you know, How do you, then, How do you guys recover? Uh, like- I mean, you just got to take it easy and supplement. I mean, look, bro, today I just did a – I did a two-mile run with a shadow box. I can't really close my left hand all the way, but I kind of just ran through some motions. And, you know, honestly, having a huge win like that, it makes me feel so fucking good and accomplished on the inside with all the hard work that I put in that I don't want to stop working hard. Now I want to work even harder. You know what I'm saying? It's like, now if I would have lost that fight, I probably would have been at the fucking bar that night doing cocaine like a loser, doing loser shit. You know what I mean? And that was... You know, a problem of mine fucking for many, many years until I changed that shit. And I was like, you know, man, if you want to win in life, there is certain energies you must abide by. There's a certain criteria, your integrity and gratitude, your fucking, you know, law of attraction, law of abundance, law of uh, transmutation of perpetual energy was a huge one that I learned and learned how to utilize. And basically that was just taking the negative out of something and turning it into a positive because I know that energy never dies, you know? So I'm like, okay, I can, for example, that boxing match, you know, I can sit here and, you know, be in the fucking glooms about it and be all sour about it. And, or I could be like, you know what, bro, I got to fight on fucking Roy Jones Jr.'s card with Anthony Pettis with fucking Aldo, um, Aldo fucking Stevenson, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, uh, uh, fucking, uh, Vitor Belfort, like, bro, I I was always an MMA guy going coming up. That was my shit. You know, I love kicking. So, like, that was my shit. And then watching guys like Vitor Belfort come up in the game. And I followed Anthony Pettis ever since he was on fucking True Life. I want to be an MMA fighter, you know, on MTV 13 years ago. So, like, I, I always followed him. And then, you know, obviously the kick hurt around the world and, you know, just okay. watching him, you know, watching him come up because he was a regular guy like me and you. You know what I'm saying? A regular guy that slipped through the fucking cracks and made something happen. So that's how I view myself, you know. And, and it, I, I put together numerology, symbolism, all of that, and I use it to my advantage because numerology is a heavy one. And I can tell you that every single fight I paid attention to the numerology and it was absolutely astonishing what, what you know, came out of it. So, like, for example, my first card I fought on um, was BKFC, I think, 25. 2 plus 5 is 7. My numbers are 7, 23, and 5. And the reason why is because I was born August 23rd, 1987, which is actually identical to Kobe Bryant's birthday, who's also a legend, but instead of being born in 87, he was born in 78. So all those numbers, you know, I pay attention to numerology. Like I said, all my kids, I have five kids, and all of those kids all revolve around the number seven, whether there's a seven in the number or you can add and subtract the two numbers and make seven out of it. And then Hmm. my lady, she was born on the fifth. So, you know, my, like I said, mine is the 23rd, two plus three is five. So all of these cards either had something to do with the number seven or the number 23 right on the head or the number five. You know, like this last one, we fought on the 14th, four plus one is five. We fought on the seventh month, 
and then you could add seven, seven, seven into, you know, two sevens into 14 plus the month. I was like, jackpot right there, you know? And am I looking, you know me, bro. Like Dang. sometimes I look a little too deep in the shit, but at the end of the day, Hey, it paid, it paid off. You know what I'm saying? If it's what keeps like, you ticking. A hundred percent, bro. And I mean, but those are little, you know, things that help me with the confidence aspect of it. You know, like I said, everybody's different. People got their own rituals they do. You know, they eat at a certain place. They eat a certain thing. You know what I mean? Like, you know all about that shit, bro, I'm sure. Like, everybody's got their own little niches to things that they do. And, like, mine are meditation heavy, obviously run heavy, and... You know, stay away from any sort of mind-altering substance, even even if it's weed, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, because when you smoke or something, it puts you in that too chill mindset. And then you start, you know, you can start getting a little nervous or start second-guessing. Because, like, I, guarantee, I can guarantee you, like, my mindset, not on edibles, I'll fight anybody and everybody. You give me a half a pack of edibles... I'm like, oh shit, oh he looks like he hits hard. Oh, oh no, I don't want to get, bro. And I, I be thinking every fucking time, like, what the? Why am I even doing this? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this is, that, this is absolutely fucking savage. I think sometimes you know I mean? it makes people too comfortable. A hundred percent, and that's in order to be successful. In order to 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 you know have what you want man you gotta take your fucking self out of that comfort zone bro you have to no matter no matter what it is or how you you gonna do it man you have to take yourself out of that motherfucking comfort zone you have to bro or you will you will just live in and and that's why like what helped me out a lot this camp too was ice baths you know because taking an ice bath bro there's, I don't, I, have you ever took an ice bath before? Yeah, I took a couple and then I stopped, bro. I like scared myself with them. <laughs> yeah, man, they're scary. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> bro, I'd rather bear knuckle fight in the fucking parking lot for free than, you know, do a fucking ice bath. I was like freezing I, for a whole day, bro. I couldn't get, oh, warm. bro, it's, it's, it's almost miserable. Like, I went in, I went in there and I ended up staying for, in for fucking three minutes at, at my first time doing it. And but when I was in it, I was like, <laughs> like I couldn't fucking even really almost catch my breath. And you know, my my Matt had a maneuver me through. He's like, "Come on, man, come on, man, you could do it, bro. You could do it." He's like, "Just, just, just breathe, just breathe." And I was like, ah, "I can't, man, I can't, man." Fucking hyperventilating, dying, bro. That's the trick, though. Is like, is getting yourself comfortable enough to breathe. I did it like, I did it one time, and it was kind of a quick thing. And I don't think it was really that cold, because outside the gym we got like a tub, and we filled it with with water, and then we just threw ice in it. But the second time I did it, I was in it for like six minutes. We threw a bunch of ice on top of me while I was in it, and then like. You know, I got the breathing down to where I, like, I basically went numb. I'm like, all right, this is cool. And then I got out, bro, and I drove. Yeah, but then you start moving around a little bit. Yeah, and when I, dude, when I started driving across town, bro, I was, like, freezing. I couldn't get warm, bro. I was, like, chilling. Like, I was, like, I forgot where I was going next, like, work or something, bro. And my, like, legs were shaking. And I was driving in my car that had no, I didn't have any AC on. It was in, like. I couldn't get warm all day, all night. I just kept shivering all day, bro. I was, like, getting scared. I think it was the day before I competed, yeah. too. 
Oh yeah, and, and, you, and then you gotta go in there with that fucking, you know, that mentality and mindset. Like, what the fuck, bro? Did I just do to myself? I mean, luckily with me, yeah, like, I, I was, <laughs> I, oh yeah, I was, yeah. And then, then you're really second guessing. But no, nah, man, I really think like it's definitely, it's definitely a game changer thing to do, man. It's just, just for the mental, man. And yeah, I'm sure it fucking does does some cool wonders with the body and recovery and shit, bro. But I, I feel like it's mostly for a mental, you know, a mental thing, bro. Because like. It, it is literally one of the fucking hardest things to do. And, yeah, it's you know, tough. That, that on top of, you know, the, like I, like I, I said, the meditation, like I made it a, I made it a habit that I, you know, at least, especially like two weeks out before the fight, I have to meditate for at least 10 minutes every day. And it's one of those things, bro, where it's like, how or why is this working? And not only that, like, is it working? You know, and luckily, with it being guided, um, you know, I put the little, I put the little fucking, the guy's voice on. That's like, he's like from Australia or something. And I literally put the app on. And the first thing this guy says, cause they give you like a little spiel in the beginning before you start the meditation. And he'd be like, he'd be, you're probably thinking, why am I doing this? I was like, yo, what the fuck? I was like, yes, I was fucking literally just wondering that. Like, <laughs> please, like, I got, oh, dude, I got so excited. I was like, yes, yes, please, please, like, explain this shit to me. And, you know, basically what he said was, you, you, your brain never really shuts down or shuts off. So when you meditate and you focus on something as simple as just your breathing and just watching the in and out, just being aware of it, just being in the present with it and just watching that breath in and out and you can even count it to 10 whether you reverse the 10 count or you just count to 10 just to kind of make sure you're on it at all times and as soon as you start as soon as you start drifting off and thinking you know anything negative anything you don't want to be thinking just anything period you stop that thought and you bring it right back to the breathing and what you're doing is you're learning how to control your fucking mind. So like we had spoke about earlier, like when you get to the point, you know, where you're starting to think some crazy shit, remember the meditation. Whoop, nope, that's just a thought. It's not a fucking reality. I don't want it to be a reality. I don't even want my mind thinking that. And it's the same thing as like, you know, me being in the fucking barbershop, bro. Like people would come in there and they'd be like, oh, you fight this weekend? Oh, you, you better not lose. I look dead at them motherfuckers and be like, yo, first off, we don't talk like that. Second off, I ain't losing, you know, or whatever, whatever it is. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, bro, fuck no. Like people, you know, energy vampires and shit, man. They'll, they'll literally like people will literally try to fucking, you know, curse you and may not even fucking mean it. You know what I'm saying? But we don't let shit like that slide or happen. So, I mean, I'm very conscious about the way I think about myself, by the way I talk about myself. And of course, you know, without lying to oneself either. I'm not going to sit here when I was ranked number five or wasn't even doing it. Like, well, I mean, even then, sometimes it's okay to, to, to kind of gas yourself up and to think you're the fucking best. But as long as you're really putting emotion and an action to be your best, you know, there's the universe almost has to grant you, bro. It does. How and often do you meditate? Like, uh, it's, it's every day. Like, well, okay. especially before a fight, yeah. 
Is it like um, a constant a, thing? Like you're walking around kind of being mindfulness or do you actually like, You can. Yeah. That's, and that's one of the parts too. Like one of the exercises they have you do is imagine a light like that starts at your feet, bounces to your navel, to your, um, your, uh, your solar plex, your chest, your throat, and then your penile gland. And then on the top of your head, you kind of run through the inside of your body and imagine there's a light touching all those points and while I'm doing that, I'm breathing at the at the same time. So, you know, yeah, you could be at a fucking light, bro, and just I'll kind of just focus on like a license plate, but not on the plate, but like on it. And then, you know, just run through those motions or, you know, do something like that. But I always make it a fucking point that I sit my ass down and at least go through 10 minutes of the guided app. Because what it does is it puts you in your mind. It puts you in a good position. It puts you, you know, uh, on the on the medit on the meditative side of things. So like, therefore, you're like, you know, fuck, man. All right, I'm ready, bro. You know what I mean? Like, you, and you don't have to. You you stop thinking about the bullshit. Less like, uh, let me ask you something. Like, how many times before you go to bed you couldn't sleep because you're thinking about all these fucking things, right? But then the next gonna, day, I was gonna say that's, day, that's where I meditate. When you see, it's a good, it's a good point. That's why I can't fucking sleep because I'm constantly thinking about all this bullshit that going on or, you know, what I got to do. But if you really think about it, bro, all the shit that seems so important at that moment, you're not going to fucking remember none of it the next day. So why is it so important for you to keep yourself up worrying about what's going on the next day? What I, so what I'll do now is I'll be like, okay, tomorrow I got this, this, and this, and this is how I'm going to start my day. And then, boom, it may alter, it may switch at any given time, but at least you know how you're going to start your day. You know what I mean? Like some people have normal jobs. I don't have a normal job. So I'm usually not at the barbershop in the morning, first thing in the morning. So it gives me the freedom unless I got to like do something for the fight or I got to do something for one of the kids or, you know, I got to bring them to school or whatever it is. You know, okay, that's what I'm doing first. And then from there, I'm going to come home and meditate. Then I'm going to run or then I'm going to do my gym session and then I'm going to come home and meditate again or fucking, you know, do a little another light workout. Like two weeks out from the fight, I'll do a lot of two a days. You know what I mean? I'll fucking go do my personal training, get that in. Then I'll go to my boxing gym, get that in, and, you know, towards you got a you got a new team you're working with or is this a newer team? Well, so I I got my I got my home base, my boxing gym, my my head coaches, you know, okay. over there at Battlezone. And then at, after Battlezone, then I have um I I linked up with Dave Mundell's personal trainer for a little fine tune work plus uh, nutrition, you know, the nutritional aspect of it. And that was what nice. really changed my game because if you got somebody that's a certified professional and you know nutrition i i'm not that person bro i don't know she i don't know macros what, and shit. yeah i don't fuck and he's got all that down to the side so i don't know what the fuck i'm doing i, I like i know that i eat clean but i didn't even know i could honestly eat what as many times a day as i could he's like well if you want to work out twice a day you're gonna have to eat like this so i was like oh shit that's actually all right like i didn't even know i could eat like that so like that was a game changer to me and then we took everything that I'm doing at battle zone and then I'm going to his gym and kind of, you know, really fine tuning stuff. And he's, and you know, it takes a little pressure off of my coaches, you know what I'm saying? Like 
they don't have to, you know, because he's got a gym to run. He's got things going on. So therefore, he don't have to, he don't have to, you know, uh, have to worry about all that other shit. And not everybody knows all that extra shit. Not everybody knows how to be a nutritionist or what you should be eating or what you shouldn't be eating or what's going to help me recover faster. Or like, you know, for example, my guy, Nick, my, my personal trainer, like he was able to watch me hit mitts and realize what joint I was tight in, sit my ass down, stretch it out, and I'm throwing fucking brand new hooks. I'm like, oh, shit, man. Or, you know, seeing I was a little tight up in, like, the rotator cuff and was able to work that out real quick and knew exactly what it is. You know, so... the dream, bro. That's, like, a dream for me. Yeah, right, right, bro. Like, you you just literally, you know, you, you accumulate all these people over time, and you know... You know, you'll finally know who's with you and who's not with you, man. And I got a really solid thing going on at the boxing gym, a really solid thing going on with Dave Mundell's people, with Dave Mundell, with Shift, you know, and that's another gym that out in Tampa that they're housing pretty much all the champions almost, bro. Like they got Dave, they got Brandon Superman Allen, they got um the the Jaron Warren, the firefighter that was just fighting for the belt. His lady, Crystal Pittman, who's an absolute savage and is keeps winning fights. And then uh who's who's the fucking who's the last one? Who am I leaving out? Uh well they got Martin Brown, you know, that hasn't fought recently in in um in uh Bare Knuckle, but you know, he's still he's still up there. But everybody they have is like A plus type guys. Who's the you know champ in your, in your weight class again? Reggie is for right now. Okay. Is that, um, and I think you, for right now. At the door for just, that? Oh, yeah, I'm already there. I'm banging. Okay, nice. So, yeah, no, that's, that's a fight we're trying to make happen right now. But I hear through the grapevine, he's trying to duck and go down and wait. So... Um, and yeah, Reggie, I said duck motherfucker because you ducking me, bro. So I hope, hopefully, he hears this. And, uh, you know, we, we talked, man. We talked, and he, you know, we talked at my last show because we fought on, uh, I think the, um, Grady card together. And he basically told me, bro, he put his arm around me and was like, hey, listen, man, you know, you get you one more fight, and, um, I'm going to give me my big money fight out in Virginia. And, We'll do this, man. And you know, you know, I'll put the belt on the line against you. And I was like, that man, I, I got super respect for the guy. I, I, I really do got a lot of heart for Reggie, man. I'm just you know, people don't realize how hard of a game it is, bro. Because like you got so many aspects and so much mental, like so much physical. Uh, sorry, so much physical uh preparation, mental preparation. Oh. And then yep. you got to hope the guy you're fighting actually comes through, makes weight, does his part. Doesn't oh, 100%. Really you know what I mean? 100, 100%, man. And, and usually a lot of the guys I'm matched up with in fight usually are all good to do that, and I don't have to worry. But you're right, man. And I mean, but what a lot of people don't understand, too, and I paid very, like, I always loved watching Connor come up in the rankings because, once again, a guy like you and I that, you know, made it from nothing, bro. So it shows guys like us that anything's possible. But right. what – Connor fucked up is like he stayed real to himself that about the time he fought Khabib, he started to fabricate beats. You know what I'm saying? It started yeah. to say shit that didn't universally make sense. Whether it was whether it was 
um, you know, talking shit about Khabib's dad and talking shit about his family, and then and then he did the same shit with Dustin Poirier. And I don't care at that point in time how much you train, how hard you worked. The universe has a funny way of that where that lucky punch will land. Or look what happened to him, bro. He broke his fucking leg in half. And I feel like it was that bad energy that he kept portraying because, once again, Dustin Poirier was such a great guy and tried to help him out that Connor needs that beef. Connor needs that beef. Right. You know, and when he tried to hit him with that beef, not only was Dustin Poirier able to rebuttal him and make himself sound good, but it didn't work out good for Connor. So, I mean, one of the biggest pieces of, of advice that I could give to anybody or the next up-and-coming fighters, bro, is really truly be yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're that asshole guy, just know it ain't going to work out good for you in the future. You may win a belt. You may, you know, do very good. But eventually, you're going to run into a motherfucker like us that are pure love, pure energy, pure realness. And you're not going to land that lucky punch. You're not going to get lucky. And I feel like, you know, honestly, that's who and what I've been this whole time. And that's why, like, it, it's a lot of fucking people. Because they're like, well, how do I get into his head? You don't. You never you gave up, bro. No, I, mean, I, I never, you never gave up. Bro. You had a, you know, you were doing a lot at first. You were busy and you had like a, I mean, let's be real. You had like a lot of bullshitters around. You're in a barbershop full of people all the time. You know, you got a lot of different influences around you. And Oh yeah. And nobody, nobody, nobody's on that, was on that same mission, bro. Not, not one of them. Not nobody in the shop. Not, you know, no. I lost a lot of friends over it. But one thing that I did do is. You know, I cut a lot of people out of my life that if I had to argue with your ass more than once and the argument was to the point where, like, I really had to question question your fucking loyalty or friendship, I cut those fucking people off, bro. And and I'll never talk to them again. You know, and some of those people, if they came to me and was like, hey, bro, shit was petty, shit was dumb, like, I apologize, you know, whatever, whatever, 100% I would be right back up in there and talk to him again and but at the end of the day like nah bro like i i'm not i first off i don't fucking go backwards and second off like i do not allow any negative shit bro i don't bro i don't stand for it i won't listen to it and you know me being in charge of the barbershop being the owner i don't have to you know what i'm saying like if you're like that just get the fuck out and i feel like i inspired more people to do their own thing to be their own person to to want to do their own thing and be their own person that I've have, you know, not inspired. So it's like, you know, it's the same fucking thing, man. Like I I just, let me ask you this now that you're at this level or you're starting to find success and you're, and you're growing, you're building and you got momentum. How do you know that people that come back around are being genuine or like, you know what I mean? Or do you just, do you just kind of have like a different, yeah. keep people at different levels and different distances and you're just kind of. A lot of the people that I had to cut off, I feel like our egos are too fucking big in the sense that they wouldn't come back around anyway. Because yeah. at, at whatever point in time, it was my fault or I never apologize or, you know what I mean? Whatever the fucking, and I lost a lot of real close people like that, man. Like people that I would like to have back as friends, you know what I mean? Because I feel like they were good people, but they can't control their egos. You know what I'm saying? So, therefore, it's going to be a situation again. And, like, bro, I don't fight for free. You know, and I spared a lot of fucking people, man. Like, it's not (laughs) worth it. Like, I've literally, like, bro, I've spared a lot of fucking people that I probably shouldn't have. But at the end of the day, like, 
I know what a real true street fight is going to look like, and that's what it's going to look like. And I can guarantee you oh, an untrained motherfucker in the streets, no matter what weight class he's at, is probably not going to be able to beat me. I'm saying just because they don't they don't have the mindset, the techno the 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 technical mindset, the the training, the, you know, and yeah, anything can happen that's, in the streets. But once again, like I said, it's not luck, bro. That's it's the unique shit. thing about your sport too, is like you can tell, like like uh, even and I've even seen it with like the UFC guys and stuff that have come in there. Like you can tell that these guys are are they're tough, they're trained, you they're, you know they're in shape. But once they get fucking punched a couple times, bro, you could tell they're like, this is not what I was expecting. Like, no, everybody. I mean, I you know what's <laughs> so funny? I was in fucking, um, uh, what's his name? Luke, Rock, Luke Rockhold's fucking inbox. And he, he hit me back. It was funny as hell because I commented on a picture of him hitting Mitch. And I said, hey, brother, all that shit looks pretty, but it ain't going to work in bare knuckle. You're going to need to use straight punches and blah, 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 blah. And I told him that. And he fucking inboxed me and was like, hey, man, not everything's for the uh, camera or something, something. He's like, but I hear what you're saying. I appreciate that. And I was like, nah, man, I, I like you, man. I've always, I've, you know, used one of the guys I follow, too, because he always had that fucking sick-ass question mark kick. And I always admired that shit. So, yeah. you know, it was cool to to – you know, interact with him. He's a tough ass dude too, bro. And you see what happens. You know, he did everything I fucking said, don't do. And, you know, it wasn't just because I said it, you know, that I feel like it didn't work out. But I mean, you know, I understand the game better than he does. And look at the high level he's at. And you're right. He got hit one good time. and was like, fuck that, bro. I got hit like that multiple times. And, you know, luckily didn't break a fucking tooth, but still fucking was like bumped. Yeah, I'm gonna continue to move forward and keep, you know, keep, keep, you know, keep Does coming until one of us cancel most of that out or like. Yeah, pretty much all of it, bro. And that's the other thing. Like I, I tell myself over and over and over in my head, like, bro, I've done this before. I know for a fact I can't be fucking. I'm not gonna feel shit. So then you tell yourself, what are you scared of? What are you, you're being a bitch, like, is how I'm talking to myself in my own mind, like, stop, bro, like, this yeah. is what you train for every day, like, stop, don't, you know, and if it's gonna be like that, then don't do this, you know what walking I'm saying, out, don't, walking out to compete, you gotta, like, get, it's so you're weird, happy, bro. the mental talk, well, the, the mental, yeah, because they, you know, mentally, you can fucking just completely break down, and the pressure bust pipes, and it happened to me in that boxing match, you know what I'm saying? Like, I more and more I started thinking about this guy. I'm like, damn, he's fucking, he's five nine, five ten. I'm like, I'm like, damn, bro. Like, you know, I, 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 I was like, what if got you? Yeah, you know. And then, but you know why the what if got to me? Because I wasn't meditating, I wasn't running, I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing in the gym. I was just staying partially ready. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, uh, I I had to basically, you know, eat all of that shit in the ring, man. But And I also tell people, if I would have went out there and even made it all four rounds and performed like I know I could perform, like I performed against Travis, that would have left – it would have fucked my head up in the sense that, okay, maybe I don't need to meditate. Maybe I don't need to run as much. Maybe I don't need to do this. Maybe I don't need to do that, you know, because I wasn't doing any of that. I have a certain – like I said, I got a certain criteria of shit that I follow before I enter in any fight, you know? What, and, what had you so hyped your first fight walking out? Like, this is the first time you've done anything like this, but you were walking out, like, 
Like, oh, I see you. I see you. And like, you were like walking just, out, like just, you're walking to a just, party. You know, you know, <laughs> honestly, bro, I could, I could fucking feel that kid's fear so heavy. I had a dream about him that morning and that never happens because I never take a nap either. And I was a little tired because I didn't really sleep before that fight either. So I took this little nap. And in the nap, bro, I had a dream that he was, he was like, he was like, so fucking scared. We were, it was weird. We were on like this mountain and he was like trying to jump off the mountain because he was so scared and I grabbed him and I was like, no, man, we need to fight. I need to get this win. And, you know, the other thing was the fact that I fucking haven't won in like seven years, bro. I kept getting robbed at Ali's events and, you know, I would do just good enough, but I didn't fucking get the win. And all my people constantly kept seeing that and hearing that and being like, you know, I had... My whole fucking family were were like, you know, they they'd be like, they'd be like, I, I I told them all I'm gonna fight bare knuckle, and every every single one, my dad, my fucking lady, everybody was like, why, why are you doing that? And I said, just for, watch. I said I got a plan. I said I got a plan. I said I'm just I'm doing it. Some I it, it was something that I felt like I was destined to do. I had to do it because you know if I hadn't have done it. Then you have all those thoughts of, man, I should have did that. I should have just tried it. I should have just, because then you don't know. And then like they always say, I know you see all the motivational quotes either that I share or anybody else shares that, you know, are those who don't take the risk will never fucking reap the reward or somewhere along those lines or, you know, something like that. You know what I mean? So it's like, bro, if you, you, you have to take that risk, you have to. In life, you have to take the risk or you will be in the same spot forever. And I don't care what it is, whether it's a job or it's this or it's that. And if you can't control your mind enough to take that risk, you need to work on your mind like I do. You know, I wasn't always fucking super mentally strong and mentally tough. Like, I built that. I trained that. You know, and that's where the meditation comes. And it's really the only way you can train your mind is to meditate. It's to sit in a fucking spot for so damn long and be so goddamn bored with it that you're really conditioning your mind. And every time it starts going off on the deep end or thinking about this or thinking about that, you stop that and you bring it right back to the breathing. So it's the same thing for when I'm walking that that line or, you know, I'm in the waiting room. I start thinking something fucking crazy. I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a second. You know who the fuck you are. You know what you train for. You know who you work out with. You know what you do. And I mean, literally, I'm in the gym, bro. And I'm a talented ass dude. So I know that hard work and talent together is like, damn, all right. And I have everybody always tell me that. My coaches get so fucking pissed when I spar sometimes because they're like, man, what are you doing? You got all the tools. You got all the tools. Why aren't you using them? And it is frustrating. It's like, fuck, man, I do possess all of these you know, you could do all this shit, you know, but sometimes that isn't enough, man. That's why you got to yeah. constantly, constantly, constantly do it. You know what I mean? You got to constantly Persist. spar. And like I said, like, I'm not always so big on you need to spar all the fucking time because boxing, sparring and bare knuckle, it still is two different things, bro. You, Your opponent can eat two, three, four punches that he wouldn't eat. Like you said, once you get hit with a bare knuckle and you get hit right with it, it's almost like. Yeah, a lot of people fold, bro. A Shit lot changes. of people fucking fold. Yeah, bro. Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. That was real. You know yep. what I'm saying? You punch, 
you punch a bitch square, bro, and now he's fucking second guessing everything, you know, and that's what happened with my first opponent. But I could fucking feel that shit. I knew it. And one thing about it, once you got somebody got, once you once you feel like you're in somebody's head mentally, do not let off the fucking gas. Do not keep getting in there rent free. Keep getting in there, whether it's making little posts or you know, when like I said, you don't have to be an asshole. You don't have to be a dickhead to do that. You can literally get into somebody's head just by working hard, just by, you know, showing awesome fucking clips of you fighting, just by doing shit like that. It's mental warfare. That's why I took that picture of me absolutely fucking shredded at 136 because I wanted to stay in that fucking head because I knew I was already in it, you know? And when people see that and they see you like, fuck, he's in the best shape of his life. Fuck, he's really working out hard for this. Fuck, he's now he's fucking thinking about you and not thinking about his shit. He's not thinking. And then he's like, well, mm. yeah, it is kind of true, man. I didn't, I just got in the fight game. Fuck, I had to lose 17 pounds. Fuck, I got to do, you know, this. Fuck, I had to do that. Bro, I, I know. Because we're all fighters. We're all, we all experience the same shit. I mean, anybody that's going to tell you they, they're not scared before competition is full of shit. Now, they did, my, my boy Brandon Allen asked me that. He's like, you nervous, bro? I was like, hell no. But, <laughs> you know. Hey, you know, at the end of the day, like, I'm not going to even put that out into the fucking universe, bro. I'm not even going to be like, yeah, I'm nervous. Because then you're going to be nervous. You, There's really, like, you really got to watch the shit you say and how you talk about yourself. Even if, like, you think Ali knew that he was the fucking best when he was running around saying I'm the greatest? Mm, a little bit. But, you know, he knew that he wasn't the fucking best you know, greatest at that time or the really the best boxer. There was a lot of better guys than him, but because of his flamboyancy and how he said shit and, you know, how he did shit, it was, you know, he earned, he earned that confidence to be able to do it. And then now people are calling him the greatest. And when there was really, there was, I could name five other better boxers, but I mean, you know, he held that title because he constantly said it. He, and then he strived for, you know, greatness to where he did it and you know that to me is just that's how it's done bro you know what i mean and he wasn't undefeated because he fought all the fucking best you know i don't i don't plan on ending my career undefeated because i'm gonna be able to cherry pick any opponents you know what i'm saying i'm gonna i'm gonna fight i mean at this point in time i already did i took a leap of faith and fought the number two guy bro so i mean you know, after this, bro, I'm, I know I'm ready for whoever and, and whenever, you know, and it's the only person that's going to ever beat me is going to beat me, bro. I don't that's, I don't care about skill or talent or, you know, how hard you work because I'm going to be just as skillful and just as talented and I'm going to be working just as hard. So in my mindset, that makes it going to make it an even fight. And if you didn't put in that time, if you didn't put in that work, you know, then it's going to rely on some other things, your mental mind state, mind, mind state. like, you know, did, did I mentally do this the right way that I, that I have, that I, that I do all the stuff that I'm supposed to be doing. You know what I mean? I'm going to make you second guess yeah. yourself. Well, bro, congratulations on the growth. And since you've been through like that sixth round, I mean, I know it was probably tough and that was a tough ass fight and it was a really good fight, bro. And that, um, but when I saw that, like, you came out the sixth round and just kind of put it all out there, and I knew you were winning, I was like, dude, this is such a booster because now you have fought a really tough opponent, you've prepped as hard as you possibly could, 
and you went to like the deep water. So now you have like that, like that new like level, that new deep, absolutely the amount of experience you got. And one thing I always ask people, uh, especially towards the end, because I gotta head out soon, um, is it seems like most of the people. It's funny because most of the guys I know that are like competitors or fighters or martial artists, they all and I think you kind of touched on it earlier. They all think and seem to think that mental toughness can be taught. Do you think it's yeah. natural, or do you think you teach, or you could teach yourself? Um, you you could you could definitely teach yourself, but it's not something somebody. I mean, if like I said, if you're gonna listen, like how I I was saying, my mental toughness comes from being, you know, all the all the hours of meditation that I put in. Your mental toughness could come from something else, but I think it's very pivotal and important to listen to how other people got there or how other people handle mental toughness so that way you can emulate and do the same thing so yeah i, I think it, it definitely is it's it's still the news a lot of people are like either you got it you don't but i feel like everybody possesses it it's just about finding the key to unlock it and if you really can't find that key to unlock it well then like i said before this this isn't for you then re renegotiate with yourself on what it is that you're doing in this are you doing it to get the cloud are you doing it to be cool are you really doing it to strive for greatness and if you're doing it to strive for greatness all that shit will come to you eventually those who seek it will find it i promise you especially if you put everything into it that you know you're supposed to and there's a like i said there's a criteria you know the law of attraction doesn't just work when you're like hey i want to be a, a great professional fighter no, 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 that's not how it works, bro. And then you, oh, well, I, I put it out there in the universe. How come I don't get it back? Because you're not doing the proper things to assure that. You know, you, one of the things that I did, I wrote it in a journal many years ago, multiple times. I've had a journal that I've kept since I was 16. You know, that's got a lot of the same shit in it. So I put it on paper. I set it with my mouth. And then I put the actions towards it, which was training my ass off and never being satisfied you know so if i didn't learn it from this place i'll go over to this place and then i once again absorb everything that's useful discard what's useless and essentially add my own shit bruce lee philosophy 101 once again and that's why i, I learned so much from him because i've already quoted the man fucking three or four times in this podcast and all of those quotes we could use and not only life but in fighting you know, or I should say not only in fighting, but life as well. You know what I mean? Like everything that I, I stand for and I put out there is is life lessons as well. It's not just it's not just fucking fighting. This isn't just fighting. This is life as well. You know what I mean? So, you know, yeah. all of that shit, you know, all of that shit is super fucking important. And, you know, it goes hand in hand. And I mean, you know, I just like Tupac said, too, like. I'm not trying to change the world, but I want to spark the next motherfucker's mind that could possibly change the world with, with, you know, advice like this or knowledge like this or whatever it may be like this. You know what I'm saying? So like, and and I love giving back. I love talking to the youth, man. I love to school the younger generation and let them know what I did and how I did it to become successful is the same thing you can do to become successful. You know, and that was back to, like I said, the gratitude, the integrity, you know, what you are, what you're doing behind closed doors, you know, who you are behind closed doors, your energy you portray behind closed doors, helping people out, being genuinely 
having a good loving heart, bro, gets you so much further than, you know, being a fucking dickhead or even worse, being a nice person in front of people, but being a dickhead behind closed doors and talking shit about people or putting bad energy out there because those people are the ones that don't win, you know, are the ones that are nice to your fucking face but have a whole lot of shit to say to you behind your back. Those are losers, bro. You know, if I'm going to fucking say anything about anybody, the only reason why I don't say it to your face is because I don't want to have to knock you out half of the time. You know what I mean? Or <laughs> I don't want it to get into a confrontation or a fight. So I'd be like, yeah, no, yeah, that was, you're, you're a good person. But a lot of the times, that's why I don't have any, I lost, you know, quote unquote, real friends because I, I had to fucking tell them about themselves and be like, no, bro. And, you know, the people that couldn't fucking deal with that or couldn't take that shit, it, it was a fucking, it was a joke, man. Yeah, I mean, you've as long as I've known you, you've always been working towards it. You've you never let any of your losses really discourage you. You kind of brush them off. Well, and you always... know, a lot of people, like I said, a lot of people they don't they don't understand either. Like me being in those fights and having like real good fighters come up to me after I fought them and being like, you know, the one kid was a he was an amateur champion and was like was like. um he was like, damn, bro, he almost broke my jaw. There was another kid that was another amateur champion I fought, and he came up to me after the fight and was like, damn, bro, he almost knocked me out with that overhand right. And then, like, you know, that was enough motivation and fuel for me to be like, see, man, see, I'm almost fucking there because that's why I, I choose to fight, and that's why I fight because, bro, it's so fucking challenging. Like you said, your mind, your body, your heart, your everything's got to be in tune if you're going to be good at this. And if it's not, it shows up underneath those legs. So it's a constant, constant adjustment, a constant, okay. And I'm so happy with where I'm at because I still feel like I still got at least five, six years in this. And I'm in a very good position. And I'm still learning every time I get in there. You'll never see the same Ryan. Every time I get in there, I'm going to be better and faster, and stronger, and more precise, and you know what I mean, now I'm gonna pretty soon have the five fight, six fight experience to newer guys coming into this shit, you know, or the same guys in it that I'm re-seeing once in one, but you know, once I cracked that number five spot, I knew I wasn't going anywhere, now I'm at the number two spot, next, next I'm gonna be at the number one spot, because I, those guys, they aren't, they aren't, they don't have the same fucking mentality and mindset that i got and if they do then you're gonna see another fight of the night you know what i'm saying like and i'll always be out there fucking super entertaining you know and people are gonna wanna they're gonna wanna they're gonna wanna watch me they're gonna wanna they're gonna wanna tune in they're gonna wanna be a part of that man i i believe and you know like i said this is just the fucking beginning bro that's awesome well you know i look forward to watching you go for that belt bro and uh like i said dude give Give me some stuff to paint, or I'll get you some custom shoes. Or no, hundred percent, man. I'm, we'll I'm to... glad we linked back up, man. And I appreciate your time today and letting me fucking ramble on for an hour and a half. Dude, um, it's, it's great shit. I'm gonna no, put it's, it it's out there. definitely great content, man. And what do you do? You know, make sure that I could, I could, you know, share it as well, and we could get everybody to tune in, man. And you know, have me back on in the next couple months, and we'll we'll talk some more shit, man. But I, I definitely will uh, keep you in the loop with the um. With the with the uh, custom shit, because like I said, it was so funny. I had to customize my own shoes, but if I could drop that off and pay you to fucking do it, bro, that would be fucking super helpful. Because 
I, I don't have time for all that shit when I got camp going on and gotta rush yeah. this and that. Custom shit's always the way to go anyway, man. So you'll be the you'll be like the only fire walk around with some custom work, so I'm telling you. And, well, wow, and then plus it puts your fucking work out there too, man. I'll, I'll hook it up. People, even Travis when he was down here for his other camp was asking me that, Hey, do you got anybody that does custom work on shoes? I was like, Nah, I don't. But bro, really I got the plug for everything, man, from being in the damn barbershop, bro. I'm not I'm Use not one fucking stop resources, that. bro. Yeah, you need a plumber, you need an electrician, you need a goddamn another barber, you need an artist, you need a fucking whatever you got, I got it, bro. Just we're not doing illegal drugs, all right? We're trying to keep this thing running. We're keeping, so, yeah, we're keeping this kid friendly no ish. Yeah. <laughs> not really, but I yeah, man. And uh, we'll link up soon, and I'll, I'll definitely be talking to you. Let me know when you get some, uh, whatever. I don't know, whatever artwork in, I'll get you set up. And it was great hearing hearing from you. I know we could go forever. I just got nah, the kids. Absolutely, here. man. Oh, that's what yep. I was going to say. When you get the belt, bro, we could take pictures with our belts together. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Well, we, we need to do that anyway, man. Just pop in on me at the shop, bro. Come get cleaned up or whatever, man. You know, I'm still there, baby. I think the podcast is fucking sick. If you're listening to it and you're like, you know, I don't know if I want to listen to the next episode of this podcast. You're probably a bitch ass. You need to listen to the next episode of this podcast and keep listening to it. Um, because my friends down here are trying to make shit happen and we're going to make some shit happen.